Hello everyone! Before we start, I wanted to warn that today I mentioned some Star Wars spoilers. In case you're waiting to see the film, I recommend maybe putting this episode on the back burner. And in case you do turn off the show now, I want to wish everyone a warm and safe life day and a happy new year. Recording levels. I am measuring levels. This is my speaking voice. You are hearing me talk. I am hearing you talk. Hello. Why, hello there, Cameron. Are you ready to, uh, to sync up? Yeah, are we gonna All keep right. that? Because I can keep that. <laughs> I can keep it, why not? <laughs> it's fucking stupid, but you know what? I'm feeling kind of silly tonight. We'll see. Well, I'll see how it feels in post. Yay! I see you, you trailing in the snow because it's so cold outside. It's a little chilly. It's actually warmed up a lot today. It was like, I think almost 30, and it was like 6 or 7 yesterday, so big improvement. Wow, that's nice. Uh-huh. I'm How sorry, where in- do you live? <laughs> Minnesota. So Fahrenheit? Yeah. Okay, yay. I was going to say, how is it in the old balmy California? You still getting fires? No. That's good. Yeah, I Cause, guess. Because fires are scary. There we go. I feel like now that I own a house, fires are a lot scarier. Yeah, now that you're responsible for your house. Yeah, I mean, like, technically, I have a lot more insurance money on, on the house than what I paid for it, so it would eventually be a net positive by, like, 60 grand. <laughs> but also yeah. a huge pain in the ass, so I don't want it to happen. Yeah, mostly that. My floors are new, and so are my appliances. I don't want them to be scorched by flames. So, uh, you know what comes out tonight? Star Wars. Yeah. And cats. I've been, I've been following up on all these, uh, these reviews and leaked scenes and stuff. I think I came up with the perfect analogy for these sequels. Oh, yeah? Okay, so uh, this is kind of a, this is kind of a journey, so you gotta come with me here. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll get my dick out. I mean, I my, I'll listen. The Force Awakens is the Cell Saga. Hmm, okay, we're going this route. It's, it, the the Frieza saga ends, and it's perfect. Uh-huh. The Cell saga is like, hey, you know, more of the same, and some new stuff, too. And it's like, you know, I don't know if I wanted this stuff, but it's pretty fun. You know, I'm enjoying these new characters. Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah, I'm following you. Um, there's, there's memorable parts in it. There's a couple parts that kind of, like, they go bumpy, like the... It's kind of the Android saga, and it turns into the Cell saga, and you're not sure when the change happened. But it's it's good. Overall, it's fun. Everyone loves it. Yeah. It has a good climax, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it functions. So then, after the Cell saga, we get The Last Jedi, which is the Boo saga. So I feel like this is where things start to fall apart, because I actually don't like the Boo saga, but I really like The Last Jedi. Well, here's the thing. I think there are things about the Boo saga that are good, and things that aren't. Okay. And it's this grab bag of ideas where the the bar has been raised in a certain way where Dragon Ball Z is blank. It's been going in a certain direction. There are expectations about how serious the fighting tournament's going to get. Right. But they also let Toriyama be silly. And they brought yeah. back like the goofiness that used to be in Dragon Ball. That's uh, There are some characters that like change motivation for no reason just so that they can have an interesting fight. Vegeta. There's characters that all of a sudden they're just completely different 
without any justification, the way Boo keeps transforming into these just completely random forms. Okay. There are things about the Boo saga that are good. And people do like it, but it's also like, when a video game stops at the Cell Saga, no one's disappointed. Yeah, when I was playing, um, what, what's it called, the, the Dragon Ball Xenoverse? No, no, actually, I stopped at the Frieza Saga because it did a time skip, and I was like, fuck this. I played the best parts. I'm good. I should start another character in that, but go on. Please, I'm, I'm enjoying this analogy. So everything that I'm hearing is describing Rise of Skywalker as GT. Okay. Well, that's scary. There's... There's like a weird, uh, Toriyama is clearly not part of it. The people in charge don't know what works. So they made Goku young again for nostalgia reasons, but it doesn't feel earned or fun. And there's like annoying new characters that are taking center stage. And then they, they, oh, you know what? Those aren't fun. So they're not in center stage anymore. And then, and what is this other thing happens? I, I, um, what if the, what if Shenron was evil? I, yeah. There's an evil Shenron now. Uh, and there's four. Super four. Go. It, it, it's explode more. It's good. Right. The end. Yeah, that, that, that... This is what I'm hearing. I haven't sat down and watched the whole movie in context. Sure. But this is what I'm hearing. <laughs> that <laughs> it was... Makes me giggle. I'm looking it's forward funny. to it. This is funny for two reasons. One, we're talking about Star Wars, and I hate it when I do that on the comics podcast, but I like it when I do it here. And we're using a metaphor Jean-Luc will not understand, which is Dragon Ball Z. And oh, two, really? yeah, he doesn't. He's, he's never really seen that. Okay, I, you know, I guess, I guess it adds up. He's not usually on uh, anime stuff, huh? No, he's not a weeb. But um, my my big fear with with this one is that they were basically going to do kind of what you're talking about, right? Where there's going to be like this, almost a. Ba- a, a, a knee-jerk reaction to the to the internet backlash, and it, oh, we'll, we'll try and go back to the beginning, the things that people really like, and it'll be really extra Star Warsy, and it won't have a very like satisfying ending. There won't really be much of an arc to the whole trilogy. And based on what you've said, that's kind of what it's that's sounding what like it's going to happen. Um, I I've heard at least two examples of direct jabs, like contradicting Last Jedi, which. I, I already I haven't seen this movie and I already like Last Jedi more than it. Like I don't know that I'm gonna walk out going, Well, they earned that. My big fear is that they're going to backpedal on the Ray has no like she's gonna end up being related to Luke. Hey, I I'm sorry, do you um do you care at all about spoilers? Are you gonna see it this weekend? I don't think I'm gonna see it this weekend. I would prefer to avoid spoilers. I don't know how feasible that's going to be if I wait an extra week. Okay, because honestly, I could talk about what I've heard. I mean, I guess that's a yes or no, right? What? It is Ray related to Luke, or does she have a big important backstory? Are you are you asking me to answer that question? Yes. She's related to Palpatine. That's an interesting twist. I still hate it because it really the the great parts about the Last Jedi were basically that she isn't important. She makes her own importance. Like that's so empowering, and I feel like she needed to hear that. So if they backpedal, that's stupid. Also, it explains why she had a red lightsaber in, uh, in one of the trailers. Well, <clears throat> this is... Let's go back to Force Awakens. When I, I remember walking out of that movie thinking, wow, the way they set this up, Kylo Ren's going to have this neat turnaround where he becomes a good guy, and Rey could actually fall to the dark side, and and this will surprise idiots everywhere. <laughs> 
Honestly, but it sounds like so deliberate. Like this is totally what they're gonna do. And mm. it was like it was kind of neat when again in Last Jedi when it's like your parents are nobodies. I was like, oh thank goodness. And then she turns down the offer to be a bad guy, and it's like, oh cool, because they they teased at it so much that she kept falling into the dark stuff so easily. And it's like she took a stance. You know what? This is character progress. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> they just sort of pretend the Last Jedi didn't happen. So the, the other thing I'm worried about is they're going to be like, oh, let's give like a 20 minute exposition on General Snoke because apparently the nerds really wanted to know his backstory. So that's sort of in there. Are you fucking shitting me? Do, do, uh, how much do you want me to say? Okay, you can say yes or no to that one too. Because he's I, dead. Right. Well, all oh, those um, fucking pussies. He's he is dead. Is he a ghost? Is he a force ghost? No, he's pickle Rick. He's in a pickle jar because Palpatine made him in a lab. He makes Snoke's all the time. I also didn't see that coming, to be honest. So that's weird. That is Dragon Ball GT weird. <laughs> th- this is the thing. I I I wasn't expecting to like uh, Rise of Skywalker a whole lot. But I was looking forward to having fun watching it. Mm-hmm. The more stuff I'm seeing, the more I realize, like, on the car drive home, wow, this is Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> I can I can see the Super Saiyan 4 design forming on Rey, where she has, like, all of a sudden the colors change in a way that is not coherent with the canon so far. Oh, I want her to step out of a hot topic now. <clears throat> and she'll be edgy Rey. Uh, see... It- it's going to be great. And then I keep seeing uh, Cats is getting really bad reviews. But part of it, people are like, it's too horny. And it's like, yeah, but it, isn't that the point? Like, Well, you know, I want to say one thing for Cats. I, the reviews I'm seeing, even the negative ones, are pretty much saying uh, it's just like the trailer. Which means everyone that liked the trailer, I think you'll enjoy the movie. I don't That's know if I like thing. the trailer or not. It's so weird. I want to see it because it's so weird. And I have, like, two movies I can see this weekend and only maybe one day to watch movies. So I have to pick one, and I'm definitely picking Cats. I know you're not alone in that. I've seen I've seen people, like, framing it as being snarky about Star Wars, but I think they're legitimately, like, this is just actually more interesting. Well, it's not yet. Like, I'm kind of getting a little tired. Like, I was going through all the movies I saw this year to try and put a top ten together or whatever for the end-of-year show for the comics podcast. I haven't seen that many movies. And the ones that, like, the most I've seen, I've seen so many superhero movies, and I'm fucking just sick of, like, big blockbuster things. Like, my favorite movie was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because I fucking love Tarantino, and I think he did a magnificent job after that, with that movie. It was just, it was great. And then it's like, I guess it's Midsummer because it's a weird art house horror movie, and that's my jam. And then after that, like, I don't know fucking John Wick, because <laughs> Keanu's cool, and the sound effects are really good at that movie. Like, and then it's like, oh, then it's nothing but stupid blockbusters oh you saw captain marvel oh you saw avengers oh you saw whatever shazam i don't know if i saw that yet but it's just been i don't know i i, I see too many of the same thing because it like that's the cultural zeitgeist and it's like oh i do podcasts i have to see these movies and i want something different and taylor swift as a cat is different and also a sexual awakening yay <laughs> This is why my boss can't find this podcast, because I get way too weirdly furry on this one. I heard this, uh, <clears throat> there's a video game podcast I listen to called Core, and it used to be a Heroes of the Storm podcast, but when, uh, 
when the news came out that they're canceling the esports, they got all uppity. I'm like, we're not going to talk about that game anymore. <laughs> we're going to talk about other games. And uh, I want to say they're all um, old men that are out of touch. So it's very mm-hmm. funny hearing them try to describe things. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they don't understand certain things. That It's very, it's funny to me. Like, uh, uh, they're having a really dumb argument the other day about something. I was in disbelief that they were still talking about that subject. What was it? Was it Destiny but, 2? No, it was like a... <laughs> that'd be I, funny. Yeah, it was It was uh, kind of along those lines um, where they were just so out of touch. It was bizarre. But uh, today I was listening and uh, I don't remember how they got to this conversation. They, they all decided to play a dating sim. And it was like homework and they're going to talk about it next week. And so the next week comes... And the host is like, so we all, we had an assignment. We were all supposed to play dating sim games. I don't remember why, and I don't want to do it again. Fair. And what was funny was the game he picked was that KFC one where you date Colonel Sanders. Oh. And his complaint was that it's, it's the tropes that he was afraid of seeing. And it's like, you played a parody of the genre, you idiot. Yeah. What did you think you were going to see? But anyways, that got onto the subject of furries. And he said how... Like he he got like two words into a sentence about furries and then interrupted himself and said, "I know, I know, we have a lot of furry listeners. You don't have to email me every time. I'm not saying you can't be furries. I'm saying I don't get it." And, and what did he say? Like, I'll never go to a convention. I, I'm not going to dress up. And someone else said, "You could go to a convention and just not dress up." It's like I don't know. Is that against the rules? I don't. I don't even know what animal. You know what? I would be a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like super fast turnaround. <laughs> up in the mic so bad i laughed too loud but that's really funny and then he and then he went on to say but not because i like killing mice like i don't like the hawk lifestyle but i could be a bird because i like flying but he's gotta be a cool bird he can't be like some <laughs> dumb shit like a woodpecker so it's just i <laughs> honestly good for him there's not enough avians out there no um there was actually i saw a video from a furry convention where there was a there was a support group for cats or something, and then this hippogriff showed up and was complaining that no one acknowledges that they're half cat, and all the cats were, like, giving them funny looks. That's great. And it was like, this isn't that funny of a bit, but I'm still watching it. I saw, I can't remember, it was like, the the fursona was like a dog crossed with a, a hawk. Like, it had a, it was mostly dog, but it had a lot of, like, feathers coming out, like an Archaeopteryx or something. And it was, like, part of a... A fairly obscene piece of porn, and all of the comments were just like, What the fuck kind of fursona is that? I've never seen that before. I really like how the wings are. Like, they're attached to his elbows. And it was just like, no one's commenting on, like, how this, you know, creature is getting penetrated, but just how neat the creature is designed. It's like, man, furries are just (laughs) special people. I want to find that character and then draw them, like, buying Wonder Bread. Oh, God, that would be amazing. That would make me happy. That's a deep cut of a joke. <laughs> I love I love when that creeps up too. There, there was a I told you before that I'm like the Wonder Bread like lore master yeah. in my Final Fantasy guild. We got someone new and I don't oh, remember no. what happened, but somebody brought up Wonder Bread and then someone else said, "Oh, ask Cameron." Yeah, so that's some cracked cracks knuckles. Here's here we go. <laughs> and they're like, "What do you mean?" And, it's, and so I started explaining the story, and then someone else was like, wait a minute, you told me this before. It's all coming back to me. I blocked it out of my memory. 
So anyways, that's my review of the Star Wars movie I haven't seen yet. Like, comment, and subscribe. Look at the thumbnail. My mouth is wide open and there's a red circle. That's, yeah. I wish all movies... I don't want to go to the movie theater. I hate the movie theater so much. Well, just watch the camera up on YouTube that I watched. Because, <laughs> man, that Disney is not taking these scenes down. They do not care. Oh, really? Oh, some of these are just legitimately on YouTube, huh? I, I Yeah, literally, I think I've seen like 15 minutes of the movie so far. Damn. And it's uh, it's one of these, um, again, I want to see context. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Sure. But it's such a mess. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a fan fiction-y thing that I want to watch The Last Jedi again and then write my own fan fiction movie instead. I want to hear Taylor Swift sing the new song in Cats because she got to write one and it was good. And I'm just like, I can't wait to hear this in context. Wait, a new song? Yeah. They're doing Cats with a new song in it? Yeah, they got freaking Taylor Swift in there. Of course they got a new song in there. It's actually really good, too. But that's weird. Wouldn't you want to do the songs from the play? It's called Beautiful Ghosts. Okay. From the motion picture Cats. Well, interesting. That's that's how adaptations should be. They should be able to do new stuff. I tried watching The Lion King. Ah, uh, that It was not good. Oh, yeah? I didn't like it. Did you see the trailer for Mulan? No, I did not. I forgot. I, I saw that that release. I didn't actually watch it. That looks like my jam. People are, are really concerned about this movie. Um, I guess I'm going to turn the trailer on and we'll find out. What movie? Mulan? Yeah. How? Because, like, are there, is, I really like that cartoon. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how well that will translate to live action. Well, it's the thing. They're not doing the, the shot for shot remake garbage. They're they're doing its own movie. Okay. And it's like, thank you. And it looks like there's not going to be a dragon. They're getting away from the like the, the fantasy cartoon stuff. See, and I really like, like that, but also I was a kid, so... Well, that's the thing. They said that, and then the trailer comes out, and then, you remember the hawk? Um, yeah. So the hawk is a witch that transforms oh. into a bird. And yeah, it's why like, not? Well, if, that's, if you have that magic, why can't you have a dragon? Yeah. It's a pretty cool trailer. I like it. Are they going to do any of the songs? Because it doesn't seem like this will be a musical. It's not. But I love the theme playing over the trailer. Do you hear it? Yeah. I, I love the use of that theme. Because honestly, I think that's one of the weaker songs in the movie. I, I get that it's an important moment, but it just doesn't... It, it's not super powerful. Sure. But this version of it, the melodic use of it feels a lot more powerful. I think it comes down to to adaptation, right? Where I don't, like you said, I don't want a shot-for-shot remake. If you're going to translate it to basically a different style, you need to make it worth it. And this this is honestly seems kind of cool, right? Like, because it's, if I wanted to watch the cartoon, I'd go watch the cartoon. If I want to watch something different, I can watch this. Like, I have two options now instead of one that's like with the Lion King, I I don't I have no interest in seeing that movie because it's like oh you just made the cartoons not a cartoon but otherwise and you gave Beyonce something to do like I kind of want to listen to the soundtrack to it because it would be I think it'll be fun to hear like updated uh, new singers singing these songs right I think that would yeah be if good. they like did more with it I, honestly I think they did a bad job with the songs too oh really and also like the Scars song is like isn't even there. It's like the best one. Yeah, he doesn't really sing it. It's like he does like a 
like a poetry drop. That's he, lame. He like he tells the hyenas that they should be prepared, and then like walks away. And it's like, wow. <laughs> I was most curious to see this scene. Yeah. And also, they didn't do the the scene where he's all like rapey, and I don't know why they didn't do that one. <laughs> That's another thing, though, is like. If you take away the the cartoon like the facial expressions and just give them to real lions, you lose so much of the character to me. And I'm guessing that's how the movie was. Well, they just they don't have expressions, right? Because they're they're fucking like CGI realistic looking lions. But I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a cat. You, has your cat never given you an expression? Well, that's the thing though. Is I feel like my cats have been pretty goddamn expressive. I the thing is is like I'm superimposing what I think they're thinking onto the cat, right? Like, cause I can't, I can't know for sure. No, they're very expressive. They're, they're literally social animals that communicate with body language. Oh, they, I mean, they have different, uh, tail, their tail means different things. Right. I know that I'm talking in like facial expressions. Yeah. But I mean, they, they also have faces too. You can tell when they're glaring, you can tell when they're happy, excited. Yeah. They don't grin and I'm not expecting them to grin. But if right. you've ever seen a lion that sees something interesting, its expression changes, and you can tell that its interest has been caught. And okay, in this and movie, it's like, I'm not seeing this at all. Sure. Yeah, that's such a... It's just a misstep, because that was an expense... I mean, the movie made like a billion fucking dollars or whatever, so I guess who cares if... From the studio's perspective. Yeah, th- did you hear that animation studio got shut down? Did it? Yeah, they're the same studio that, that helped fix Sonic... So, before Christmas bonuses could be issued, they shut the studio down. So, happy Christmas, everyone. Get a job. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that... Who, who owned that studio, then? Why would it get shut down if they did, like, two huge things this year? Um, Someone that wants to keep more money, I guess. I suppose. It just seems like CGI is, like, the cornerstone of most movies now. Yeah. You have a good stu- a studio that's good at it. Animation is so easy to buy just anybody that knows how computers work because so hmm. many people became like animation artists i suppose it's kind of like like the video game thing right where video games get released and then like the studio gets half the studio exactly gets the laid same, off yeah. because there's a lot of very eager interns that have like stars in their eyes because they were told that they're going to make it big now that they understand a loop cycle and they'll work for a quarter of what the professionals can do. So we start the cycle over. I've never really had like a, a full in-depth conversation with my brother about that because when he went to school and when he graduated, that was his thing is he wanted to work for a big studio and he actually applied to a handful of the ones locally, you know, within a couple states away. And he never got hired there. And it's like the longer we've been away from that, the more we found out that, Matt, working for a AAA studio fucking sucks unless you're in kind of very specific roles. Did I ever tell you about that game design class I took? I'm not sure. I don't think so. So it was weird. Um, he The textbook was this game design book that had a lot of just great information in it. He never once taught out of the book, and I don't know why he made us buy it. But reading that book, I learned a lot. So I'm glad oh. I ended up accidentally buying it. Sure. The class, he, this guy was the biggest idiot I've ever met. He... Uh, I have stories. He was so... This was one of his lessons. Uh, guys, you know what sold really well? Uh, the Call of Duty. But why don't they make a Call of Duty about the Navy? Wouldn't that be cool? 
when I was in the Navy, we were doing cool shit all the time. Honestly, he's kind of got a point. Well, okay, I don't think game design is... I was in the Navy once. We should just make a Navy game. I don't, it wouldn't be cool if they did that. That was the lesson. I mean, that's a shitty lesson, but like... That's all I took from that class, is that, were... that that one guy thinks it would be cool. Yeah. Um. Someone was asking, like, what is... <laughs> they were literally asking, like, I don't understand what my career path should be. I want to... I want to learn game design stuff, but, like, what is a game design job? And he said, well, what you want to do, you want to work for EA, because that's where the money is. I feel like that, that's a really bad advice. This was, at the, that time, EA was not only winning the award for worst company to work for in the world, but they would go on to win that award, like, five consecutive years. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. It's one of those things. Like, that's a legitimate question, though, as far as an industry goes, and I have no idea what the answer is. Other well, than like find an indie studio, but that means you have to make one from the ground up, invest a lot of money, and if your game doesn't pan out, maybe go work at McDonald's. Well, yeah, I mean, the reality is that you have to understand how many hobbyists have access to programming technology, which is basically literally a computer that every single person has. Sure. And you have to ask what makes you special. Like, <clears throat> there's something weird that happens. Like, I told you my friend released his game last month, right? Yep. And he was disappointed with the sales. Yep. I remember, I, I, I didn't understand exactly what he expected to happen. Was that the one he, you cut the trailer for? Yes. That was a pretty Be neat looking game. It's a really neat game. But also, it was one of the 800 games that were released that day. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. It fucking sucks balls. Well, it does, especially with this market where, like, everything is flooded. I, You know what? I wanted to buy Luigi's Mansion on the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. So I went to the Nintendo Switch shop, and there were, like, 80 indie games. I had to scroll past before I found the Luigi's Mansion official Nintendo game. Wow. It's like there is so much stuff just shoveled into everyone's faces, and it all costs $10. Yep. And it's like I don't know I don't know how you could say like I'm gonna I, I have no name and I'm gonna have a game where you shoot things and it costs ten dollars and I'm gonna make it big. It, yeah, we it, had it's that. hard to do that. <laughs> we we had definitely had some aspirations when we released ours, but we also were like, Well, we're releasing something that's not really on the market. We're we're doing doing a twist on a genre people like. But the problem we have found is that it's really hard to market. Because the twist was basically like, oh, people who like this genre don't want to play this game because it's not the genre. Which is fair, uh, but not something we kind of thought about while we were designing the fucker. And then also just, oh, 800 games released that day. You know, roll a, roll an 800-sided die and hope you land on that one. Which is the nature of the beast forever going forward if uh, Steam and Ichio are going to keep their... Anybody can upload... Yeah, you know what's weird is uh that goose game. Mm -hmm. I I was sick of it before it came out because there was like a there was a gif when it was in the prototyping stage, I guess, like an alpha or beta or something. There was like a cute animation of like, look at this game where you're a goose and you you take stuff from a gardener, and it's like this is really cute. And I watched that gif for a year, like it kept coming up the same exact one, and it's like, yeah, that's cute. And then the game came out. I'm like, oh, wow, they finally finished it. And now it's, like, literally everywhere. Right. And it's like, I get the joke. There's there's not that much there. Don't overdo it. 
uh, Mega64 just put out a Goose Game video. Oh, really? I literally haven't watched it because I saw the thumbnail and I'm like, I'm so sick of that Goose. I don't sure. care if they're funny or not. I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I was trying to put, you know, the whole top five, top ten stuff for the year, right? And it's like, I played Gears of War 5, and if Darksiders 3 came out this year, then I played that too. And those are the only games that came out this year that I played this year. Otherwise, it's been like Overwatch, uh, Halo, I don't think counts, Smash Brothers. I don't play a lot of video games anymore. Just, it's fine. <laughs> Designing stuff is fun, but uh, they take so fucking long. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. You know what? I was. I. I got back into mm. that new Hitman game. I heard that was really good. It is really good. I forgot how good it was. Do you, Do you know why I stopped playing it? Why? Because they did this very interesting thing where the the levels were released like staggered. So basically, you, you like buy the game and that. there's like there's one level in it for two months before level two comes out. Sure. So there was a point where I don't you you haven't really gotten into that, right? No. So the levels are huge and there are so many different things to do on it and there are so many like challenges and and different ways to structure it and like the, there's so many characters in it too. Like it's a whole mansion or it's a whole fashion show with a there's like a garden out back and then there's a thing over here and that's over there and a kitchen down there. They're just huge levels. And so you can learn the whole place. And the fact that you only have one level to play for a while, it forces you to learn the whole map like the back of your hand. Okay. And it's so interesting to master. Because some of it is like a puzzle. Like they tell you one of the challenges is you have to get the target to die by poisoning in their bedroom. So you have to figure cool. out where can you find poison, how can you smuggle it somewhere else, how can you, and you can't just like leave a drink in their bedroom because they won't drink it, they have to figure out what their favorite drink is. It, it, there's like so much to it. Okay. So it's really, <laughs> it's really unique, uh, given everything else that's so like handholdy and straightforward. Sounds pretty fun. It is. So I'm playing this level that I never saw before because I, I stopped because I kind of, uh, the pacing made it hard for me to like stay invested. Sure. But now it's like, wait a minute, there's like 10 levels I haven't seen yet. <laughs> I bought this game. So I reinstalled it and I'm, I'm playing and there's this one where it's a, it's like a NASCAR, um, uh, event kind of a thing. And it's interesting because the, the target you're trying to kill is uh, this lead scientist guy that owns this company that's responsible for a bunch of, uh, like, technological advances. Like, that's why they own a race car. But also military advances. So they have this, like, experimental murder robot that they're working on. I wish it's I like, had an experimental mur murder robot. Yeah, it's kind of like a RoboCop thing. So the the stage is you have to kill this guy and his daughter, who's, the like, the expert that knows how to drive the race car. So she's literally driving the race car at this big event because it's the big finale of the race. And he's in the lab that's across the street with the murder robot. So you have to find a way to secretly kill the daughter and him without alerting security that something suspicious is up. But there's also like military secrets to uncover. And there's this whole thing about like, can you sabotage the car? Can you get in with the pit crew and like 
and and sneak in there without anyone noticing can you do this can you do that and it's so neat to figure this stuff out without being caught it's kind of neat like that that's a puzzle game right yes because when i think puzzle games i think of like portal or i don't tetris or you know something a little more traditional where combat isn't the the thing you're doing is oh you have to figure out how to get from point a to point b and there's a lot of shit in the way and i think Point A to point B being a murder is a really cool idea that I'm surprised we don't see more often. Like, it seems like Hitman has that corner on the market of like we're we're a puzzle game where you kill people and you have to figure out how, and that's the puzzle. I don't know if is that an accurate statement. I don't. It is. Why have no other people tried to do that? You know, I think a couple times they have, and they just don't quite nail it. Because um. it's. I'm guessing it's, like, really hard to pull off. Like, there's a lot of actual design work that goes into something like that. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of interesting moving pieces, too, because, uh, like, you can choose your loadout and where okay. you're going to enter. So, like, with this race car stage, um, the default, like, you have to do it multiple times to unlock these different versions, too. So the default is you just show up as an attendee for the race event. So you have to like you have to walk in and they have it's the same as going to an actual event now where they have security checking bags. Okay, so you can't like take a gun in. Or you have to take something in that looks harmless or you have to find a way to smuggle something in separately and then get that once you clear security. Okay. And it's it's interesting because it's like you walk in and there's all these like vendors trying to hawk stuff at you and and there's like a dancing mascot and you can and stuff. And it's all really like it feels like an event with a lot of people. Like, the AI is pretty good. And there's security walking around. And I had to bait one of the security guys to... Like, I had to act suspicious long enough that a security guy would say, Hey, who are you? And then I walked away. And he's trying to cut through the crowds and go, Hey, I know you hear me. Come back here. I need to check your ticket. And I walked around a corner to the, the bathrooms. And then I jumped him. And I got his security uniform. And then somebody came out of one of the bathrooms. So I jumped him... And I put their, their naked bodies on top of each other and giggled. <laughs> and it's like, this is a pretty good game. Yeah. And then I got like one of the... <laughs> I worked really hard to get one of the uh, the uniform for the pit crew. And then I worked my way back to the garage. And I walked into the area that was the other team's pit crew. So they're all yellow and I'm wearing red. And it's like, uh-oh, I look really suspicious on that security camera. <laughs> Yeah. So I had to, I had, they're like, hey, you can't be in here. So I turned around, had to go upstairs and sneak into security and and like hardwire the, the cameras to all shut off and delete the footage. Jeez. So I could resume what I was doing. Um, That's kind of, that's like a part of, that's like a, a movie, right? Like you're watching like a, uh, the Italian job and it's like, oh, we fucked up. Now we have to go and undo the fuck up real quick. Not planned. Like, like you saying that kind of almost gave me like a small like anxiety pang. We're like, oh shit! <laughs> now I gotta go, you know, fake the footage. Yeah, and that's really cool. That like it, the game is that detailed and the AI is that good. Where it looks for all that stuff. Yeah, it's really hard to pull off properly. And and one of the things was neat when I got to the robot lab. I, I it was it was kind of hard to sneak in, but I managed to do it. I got a feel for the layout. And the target went upstairs for a meeting. So it's like, well, that'll be easy. I can go up this other flight of stairs. I go up there, and all of the security guards up there, they're a different tier. 
they have a different security badge clearance and they're wearing red uniforms. So huh. now I'm I'm in a black uniform, but I have the red clearance. So mm. I'm immediately suspicious. Right. So what I did was I lured one of the guys into a, a bathroom up there. Um, I knocked him out and I stole his red uniform. And then I, f- I, I joined the security escort um, walking the target to the meeting room. And I waited outside the meeting room. And then we came out. I shot him and the other security guard. Then run to the back room and swapped back into my black uniform and climbed out the window and went down to the lower level where they're like, there's oh, there's an intruder. He's wearing a glowed red uniform. And I'm like, I'm running, you know, the wrong way to get downstairs. Mm-hmm. And people are running past me. And it was the best feeling in the world. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Oni Plays is doing a run of it. You should you should check that out because they show what's capable of the game, but they're also goofing around a bit, so it's funny. Sure. You can just knock people out with a soda can. That's one of those... Only a video game can deliver that kind of experience, right? Like, you could get yeah. something scripted from a movie, but you don't get that extra layer of tension of you're the guy doing it, and you can't fuck up because... You'll die, like, narratively, that's a problem, but also you've invested, like, these hours and minutes into learning the map and trying to figure out how to do this properly. Yeah, and some of the challenges are interesting, because, uh, like, on that one, there's a there's a challenge to kill the targets while wearing the mascot uniform, like the costume. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also, I think this is a challenge on every map, to wear the iconic uh, cover art, like, suit, and kill the target by garroting them. Oh, sure. Because that's basically like the poster, yeah. so you have to like you have to do it the super spy way, and not the I'm gonna dress up like the janitor and hide bodies in the bathroom way, right? So it encourages like these actual like challenging, you know, make sure you don't kill anyone except the target. You have to be a ghost, you know. It's really neat. I'm I'm just like impressed, just from the the design work that goes into that. Like I'll probably never play this game because it's not. I'm not really into puzzle games, and it seems it seems like if I got if I got started, I would enjoy it. But just like the idea of getting started, it's just like ah, it seems like a lot of work to figure out the the systems and whatever. But it it sounds really cool. Like I'm glad this is a thing that exists. Yeah, and honestly, for you, I recommend you watch the Oni plays. I can do that. It's uh it's very neat, and I think you would appreciate it from the design perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one level they're working on, it's like a, there's a cult and everyone wears masks and it's like, oh, you would think that's easy to sneak in, but there's there's other things about it that make it interesting. Well, and also like, I'd be like, do they have like certain body language and like signs and stuff that you don't know? And so like, they're expecting you to act a certain way because you're part of the cult and then you're not. Right. And there's also, like, you can't necessarily just stand around, because if you stand and you're eavesdropping on everyone, people actually notice that. Right. So it's like, you have to, if you dress up like the waiter, you have to walk around and always be like, I have a drink, I have to take this drink over there. What What was that? Okay, cool, I, I'm gonna keep walking. Mm-hmm. I feel hey. like Hitman is a series that's been around since, like, the PS1. Uh, I think it's a PS2 thing. I remember, like, when I was younger, my cousins playing that game. And I don't remember what I thought of it, but I don't think I was, like, that impressed. And they were trying to explain, like, all the complex shit. And I was like, yeah, but what about Smash Brothers? Yeah, and, you know, it's not... I don't think it's a very social game. 
So it's been interesting watching yeah. Oni plays do it because they're all like shouting and yelling. You go, no, 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 that that guy heard you. Run away. No, I could get him. No, 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 don't do it. And it's a different way to play the game than how I do. But apparently this one also has multiplayer. Oh. And it's like, I'm super curious how that works because I would love to to like to sit down with Richard or something and the two of us like work it from two different angles. Right. Like if one of us could like gather weapons and then stow them someplace and get away in time for the, the other one to like, okay, I'm the escort. And then you just reach in the because you can also hide weapons in all the trash cans. Oh, nice. So if, if you steal a gun, you could like put it in a trash can in a bathroom um, and then walk away. And if they frisk you, they're like, oh, you're clean. Those, um, in Gears of War 5, there's, like, a lot more stealth elements to it. Like, you can approach certain areas and try to kill as many people as you can before they see you in aggro. And the stealth stuff in that game is super forgiving. <laughs> and it's really funny, because you can just, like, at a casual walk, like, approach a guy and then, like, hit B and kill them. And it's, it's like, they won't trigger they saw you until after the kill, so you at least have that kill. And if... The, the people are still walking around, they might turn around, and then you can just go kill them. And so there's definitely been a couple areas where it's just like, okay, we can stealth to these guys, there's actually like an a invisibility cloak you can unlock that lasts like a couple seconds. You sprint to some other guys, and so it's been a really interesting way to approach certain encounters, where it's like, okay, Joe, how do we, how can we kill as many people as possible without actually like shooting a bullet? Which has never really been part of Gears of War. Like, you, there's always like, some level of it, but the encounters were never built to be approached that way. It would be like, there's one, like, there's the token guy, you kill him with stealth, and then you start shooting. And so it's been a, a neat addition to, to Gears of War, because normally I don't like stealth elements in games. Uh, but this this one's been fun, and I think part of it is because it's just, just have fun with it. We don't give a shit if, if it were, you know, if they find you or not, because it's, it's Gears of War. Like, headshots have been a lot easier to get in this one. And it's just, it feels so good to get a headshot in Gears of War that it's like, yeah, give me this. This is good game design. That's good. I See, th- and this is another thing. I want to talk a little bit about, like, stealth design in game. I kind of hate when it's a superpower that you're just invisible. Sure. Like magic or something. I like when stealth, like, it, Hitman does this where you get in a disguise and you want to go sit by the bench and you push the button to blend in and pretend you're just really enjoying that bench. And when you blend in with the crowd, but you're right there, there, there's nothing more satisfying than hiding in plain sight. Sure. Because it f- makes you feel like you mastered it. <clears throat> I, I think I complained about this already, but like on Warcraft, they put out that one video where like the rogue literally turns invisible and it plays a sound effect. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, I thought that was like a metaphor, right? Like that wasn't physically turning invisible. I'm just like blending in with the surroundings super well. You can't see me. Like, folks aren't a magic class. Yeah. So it it really bugged me because it's like, that's not, that's not stealth. That's like cloaking. Yeah. Like that's a mage ability. Right. If if they had a magic ring, it'd be neat, but. Yeah. um, You got to take it to Mordor. Yeah. So I had a debate with these, like, with those Warcraft guys I like to argue with. Um, They're frenemies. Um, Yeah. Somebody was saying how, like. They need to do it that way because if it, if you can't magically turn invisible, then like none of the stealth stuff makes sense in the game. And it's like, bear in mind, you get stabbed eighty times and take two damage each time. Like I don't know what you how your brain interprets that. 
but like when I'm playing a, a druid and I shapeshift into a cat and then go into stealth mode, um, that's the thing cats can do, you know, mm-hmm. like real life cats. I just sent you this picture of a snow leopard. Um, I am looking for the snow leopard. I don't see it. Because it's literally stealth. Is there actually a snow leopard here? Yes. Oh, there it is. It's tiny. Look how cute he looks. Yeah, he looks but like also, a rock. He looks like rocks. Yeah. Because that's what they are. That's the that's the appeal of the cat turning invisible in the game. Yeah, it's like, like the tiger is striped to hide in with his surroundings. Like That's the whole purpose of the stripes. Right. So it bugs me when like uh, you play a game where it's like, you're a rogue. If you stand in the shadows, you magically disappear, and it's like my my interest drops. That's not a power fantasy to me. That's just silly. Mm-hmm. I want to be literally a master of stealth. So that's why I'm enjoying Hitman. You know, okay. <laughs> I I messed up the the assassination of the daughter. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I I felt like I I missed my window that was perfect. So I'm kind of like, well, I wonder if I can get away with this. So she was walking upstairs, so I ran up, I punched the guy that was with her and, like, pushed him down the stairs a bit, and he's like, what was that about? And then I grabbed her and I snapped her neck, and then I ran down the stairs and ran away. Nice. And it worked. (laughs) I I did not get a lot of bonus points, but it was, like, mission complete. Do you, do you play games a lot to, like, try to get the bonus points? Is that a thing you try for, like? maximizing a score or whatever well no but sometimes that's what the objective of a game is so like with hitman um i want to have fun so sometimes it's satisfying to pursue like those limiting challenges right but sometimes i'll see something so perfect like oh it would be really funny for me to dress up like a chef and just throw a knife at somebody (laughs) like can i just do that real quick you know I they're at the tutorial level. It's like a beach house, and I had poison, and I accidentally alerted the guards because I left the garage door open. I didn't realize they would like show up. Oh, so they're looking everywhere, and they said, "Uh, uh, uh miss, you you should go to the safe house or the safe room." So she goes and locks herself in the safe room, but I'm on the roof and I got poison. So I'm like, I know. I go over to the AC unit and I put the I hook up the poison gas to go into the safe room. Nice. It's like, this'll get her. So she opened the safe room door and then ran away. And she's like running down the beach. And I didn't notice this right away. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> waiting for a kill confirmation. Um, and then it's like, like Agent 47, the target's escaping. I'm like, what? And I turn on Batman vision and there's like this little red dot running along the beach. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I took out my gun and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like trying to hit her from a distance and I like nicked her a bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I did, I'm an assassin. The only, when it comes to, when it comes to points, I feel like the only two games I've cared about, like, maximizing points is uh, Resident Evil, I think, 5. Me and my brother got really into whatever horde mode kind of thing they had. Oh, I remember that. I remember playing that with Richard. Yeah, and that was super fucking fun. And That was good. I would play uh, the Shiva with a bow, because you could just one-shot people, and then he would play whomever, and we didn't realize that if you meleeed people, it would give you, like, time, 
and so we were we had to like string together these like 40 plus kills to keep getting the, our time clock bonus so we could actually like get s ranks on the levels because we were dumb but it made it made those things super fucking intense because it's just like i literally have to like bat a thousand with my bow or we're not going to win <laughs> that's fun though it was cool then the other one is orcs must die horde mode as well, where we were playing that, we were trying to get five skulls on everything, because you had to get, you had to survive 40 waves. And you get to, like, wave 38, and, like, Jesus Christ was that tense, because you'd been playing for, like, 40 fucking minutes, because those were, those were a time sink. But we ended up doing it, we went through every level and got five skulls on them, and that was, that was bonkers. And that was a lot of fun, but I don't know if I ever want to do it again. That's a young man's game, that. Yeah, you know, I'm... <clears throat> I'm thinking about Warframe, and it's like, I don't know why I play Warframe, because I really like it, but I just don't know why. And it's fun to kind of, like, progress towards things, but I don't actually like any of the things I progress towards. It's a very strange game, because I enjoyed playing with you the other day, and I, I, like, started building a gun, and I was like, I should log back into Warframe to see how that gun fires, because, I I mean, I I bought the stuff, I I built it, it's mine Mm -hmm. now, like, I should test it. And then I'm gonna, if I go into a thing, I'll kill people and they'll burst into like colorful confetti of drops I can get. And I won't know what any of them do, but I want all of them. It's very like a gambly game, right? Like it, it, it had like the way the sound design and the, and the, the visuals and stuff, you're just like constantly getting things and being rewarded for like just playing. And you're maybe not like getting thing things, but you're getting audiovisual feedback that feels nice to get. It's honestly kind of scary. Yeah. I, you know, I actually had a really fun moment the other night. Um, <clears throat> sometimes you'll get like assassins coming after you, that uh, like report to lieutenants that you've killed in the past or something, you know, and it'll just sort of invade in the middle of a map that you're playing. So I was playing. Um, I got that like priest character I wanted. Yeah. Um, I finally got him built, and I'm leveling him up, and he his kit's pretty neat. You um. You like you can sacrifice your own like health to buff your teammates. Oh, that's cool. And it's yeah, it's neat because if you time it right, you get back more than what you gave. So it rewards you for paying attention, but it just helps everybody. Okay. So <laughs> it was interesting because uh, we're playing this like wave based thing, and all of a sudden the screen starts flickering, and then this bad guy shows up and he calls me out by name. And says, "You'll pay for attacking the thing," and it's like, "Okay." And he, and then he like teleports behind me, <laughs> and so I turn around, and he, he like hit me really hard, and I got knocked back, and half my health is gone. And so then I like I used my attack to like I threw these chains that should stun anything, but he rolled back out of the way, and he's looping around, and just as he's coming back to hit me again, the other players I was playing with. They all pounced on him. And so I'm watching this happen in like slow motion. And here's this like evil anti-ninja just running around the room. He's like coming right at me. Um, and he's charged up the strong attack. And then three other Tenno all show up and hit him down. And it takes away a chunk of his health. And it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like the trailer, you know? Yeah. Things are playing out cinematically. And I'm looking at him. And so then I used my, uh, my ultimate which on this character, it's just a shield. And the more damage you absorb, the more you heal back to everyone else. And you're invulnerable. Okay. 
And so I'm just standing before him, and then I just took this like really cool pose, and then he he let out some kind of huge blast that sent me like flying, but I was still in that pose, and I just landed on my feet like perfectly. Nice. Yeah, and <clears throat> and it, and this thing comes up. This is block two thousand damage or something. <laughs> and so then I like unleash this wave that heals my teammates like completely. And then I threw those chains and locked him down. And he's like, what have you done to me? And the three of the, the other Tenno all hit him, like, with their strongest melee. And then I jumped up and I, like, charged and dove down on him. And that killed him. Like, no! And he dies. And it was so neat that it worked out that way. This will never happen again. Like, the game isn't cinematic or structured to actually happen. You just sort of look into these. I feel like... Dragon Ball Z universe, like, circling back to that, had those moments too, right? Where, like, you're fighting Frieza, and you shoot a thing, and it does a, you know, it gives you, like, a nice animation, because you did your big, strong attack. But he, like, teleported right before you did it, and he just, like, appears right behind you, completely unscathed, and you're just like, I'm watching the anime. <laughs> also, he's gonna punch me, and it's gonna really hurt. And it's like, this is fucking cool, this, this feels exactly how I want Dragon Ball Z to feel, like, why don't they just do, like, a proper game like this, instead of the... The dumb time-traveling bullshit. I love when Goku grabbed Raditz just to yeah. hold him still long enough that Piccolo could get his shot off. Yeah, the humble beginnings of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but that that sells you on it. <laughs> like, mm. You are 100% a Dragon Ball Z fan after that episode. You know? Yeah. So, we're 56 minutes in. Cameron... We're going to talk about Christmas. Are you in the Christmas spirit? No. I'm a little bit this year, which is oh, kind of weird, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's been a, overall, it's been a pretty good year. And uh, so I, I'm I'm excited for Christmas. I got, we got some fun gifts planned for everybody. But mostly I get five days off in a row for Christmas this year. And I'm just like, oh my God, I got like a vacation for Christmas. That's awesome. Yay! That's basically it. But I'm, I'm, it's yeah, it's been all right. Well, we did I our guess... Christmas talk. That's the podcast yeah. is over. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone! Yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm gonna try and get this up before Christmas. Okay. Or we'll try and get you the audio at a decent time then. Uh, would you like to share a glad space? Ah, uh, yeah, which is funny, because when we started this show, I had, like, a handful of options, and then I don't... Oh, I had fucking mac and cheese today. Nice. Mac macaroni and cheese fucking rules. It's like, it's Nickelodeon orange, which is weird. I don't want to eat something that orange, but god. It's not even taste like real cheese. It's definitely, like, fake, weird, sugar, salt cheese. Mac and cheese is great, though. I was really happy eating that. You know what works in mac and cheese? Um, You can throw in jalapenos. I've never tried that. Or anchovies. Not going to do the anchovies. Not really a huge fish fan. Okay. But jalapenos, that sounds weird enough to work. I, could, I might try that. That's pretty That's pretty standard in some places. But yeah? it's it's not standard in most places. It is. That is strange. I think, I think my friend Travis used to put hot sauce on mac and cheese. You could do that, yeah. So I guess if he can do that, then like jalapenos are basically the... They're like a hot sauce, it's just in pepper form. What about you? Are you glad about anything? Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to Star Wars coming out, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine is like, hey, we should watch some some Star Wars stuff. What do you want to watch? 
And I was like, I don't know. What do you want to watch? And he said, well, I found on YouTube, you can just find the whole series of droids. There's a droid series? Yeah. You, you never saw that? No. So this was, um, I want to say, like, either right before Return of the Jedi or maybe after Return of the Jedi. But it was like a Saturday morning cartoon about R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, they also had a cartoon about Ewoks. So there's a series called Ewoks also. Oh, interesting. But Droids is better. And uh, Droids is... It... <laughs> have you watched Mandalorian yet? No, I don't have Disney+. Plus. Droids reminds me of that where it's like, it's not trying too hard. Like the plot's not about, we got to stop the Death Star. The plot's like, oh no, R2, we're, we're on a desert planet. And then some uh, a crime syndicate's here. And these teenagers want to race the car, so we're gonna have an adventure. It's it's a cute show. I think everyone, if you if you want something for the background noise that you guys like to have while you're um, masturbating furiously, just go to YouTube and put in <laughs> droids. Speaking of of that, are you almost done with Gravity Falls? Uh where did I leave off? I think I'm a third of the way into season two. Okay, so you got a little ways to a ways to go yet, but getting. There. I I do want to still watch like at least some of the director commentary too. Okay, it's really um, good. Yeah, I think you'll really appreciate it as just someone who likes animation and like enjoys the process of creating something like that, right? Because they go, some of them go pretty heavy into it, and like there's a lot of cool shit. I'm looking up pictures of macaroni and cheese with jalapeno on it. And every single one has bacon also. And it's like, why put bacon on everything? I don't know. Like, I like bacon, but people who really like bacon make me like, you know, I could never eat bacon again and probably would be okay. Like, I do that just to spite you. <laughs> uh, oh, this is good stuff. This is this is exactly what my mom's looks like. It's got like a a crumbled bread like top layer. And you just put a couple jalapeno slices on top. Man, that looks fucking great. I like Kraft macaroni and cheese, but like homemade stuff is always just a thousand times better. Yeah, but just a, a couple slices on top of Kraft, that's good too. I I want to try that. That that looks really good. I I love jalapeno peppers. So like the other thing, I like red pepper flakes. I might substitute those if I don't have jalapenos. Mm, that's a good idea too. Um, but the jalapenos are better. They complement the cheese better. Sure. They're like inside out jalapeno poppers. Cool. I like I, I learned a thing today. I learned a bunch of things, but only one of them I'm gonna really call useful, and that's a new way to eat macaroni and cheese. Oh, you're not gonna watch droids? Probably not. Uh, oh. uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh. <coughs> My boss I'm just asked too. me through text, what's a song that best describes you? And I'm just like that's a stupid question. I don't know what to type, what I would respond if I should pick something really stupid like Love Story by Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, what's a song that describes me? I'm going to bring up my music playlist on YouTube. I listen I like I don't know even where to start with that. How, okay, where's my playlists? How does YouTube work now? They keep moving stuff around. I hate YouTube now. Everything's got a bigger thumbnail and like my <clears throat> recommendations are dumber. It needs to fuck off. There's my playlist. Okay, music. I'm going to respond with Love Story by Taylor Swift. That's a funny answer to me.
Okay, I pick It Ain't Easy by Stuart the Sock. <laughs> awesome. Um, if listeners are not aware, that's the one where uh, he, he gets drunk and fingered by his grandpa. Yay. That's a, it's a, got a really good beat, too. I really like the first song of that where they're like doing pillow talk, but he's just making animal noises. Yeah, and it's a it's a cute gimmick too. This is a stupid catchy song. It is. <laughs> this guy has I I wish that he would still post stuff because I I want him to at least keep making music. Is he not posted in a while? No, he he stopped doing Stuart the Sock. Oh. Um for I think more than one reason. But he he was like I would like, like to know what all tr- of those reasons are. <laughs> Well, I mean, partially, I don't think the YouTube was taking off like he thought it would. Sure. Uh, he also kind of, uh, at one point, I could tell that he was like doubling down on it by uploading consistently and um, doing more variety of content to the point where he made a second channel. That, so there was like the blog videos and then there was like, he was doing Let's Plays. Oh. And... There were people complaining that, like, oh, you, you only do Let's Plays now. And that wasn't getting as many views. So he was like, okay, I'll put that on the second channel so that there's no Let's Plays on the main channel. But then no one migrated to the second channel because of the way the YouTube algorithm works. Sure. He wasn't recommending those videos. So it, like, it hurt the whole thing where he was not getting views. So then he put that out sucks. the second album. I don't think it made a lot of money, but I think he had fun making it. It so seemed hope- like he did. Just yeah, based he, on listening to it. And he's good at music. Like, like this stuff is catchy and it sounds good. So I'm sure that he's still... I mean, he's a creative guy. I'm sure that he will create things again. I just hope that I find it, because I don't think he's using the Stuart the Sock name. Okay. He put up a really good finale video, too. Oh, I should probably watch that, just because I've seen just enough of it to maybe understand what's going on. Yeah, you could watch that. Are you still recording? Are you still recording? Yeah. Oh, yikes. Are we done? Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>